Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Also, after listening to our podcast, you can also listen to us live on Saturday nights on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio from 8 to 10 Eastern. You can call in and ask us all your draft questions and more. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you know what we're doing this preseason. There's one more game. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook forward slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Marianne Lee. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Last preseason game. Really not going to talk about their matchups and what they're going to do because a lot of them aren't going to be playing. But we're going to talk to you a little bit more about them so you know who to draft, who not to draft, who to maybe pick up if you've already had a draft and you had an unfortunate Jordy Nelson incident. So, so sad. So let's just get right into it. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Miami Dolphins. Finally, Mike Evans is going in the third round. Can I get an applause? That he needed to be dropped, I'm assuming. That means you can draft him. You can (laughs) draft him in the third round. Drafting him in the first round was obscene. Crazy. It was obscene. So last year, 68 catches, 1,051 yards, 12 touchdowns. We're going to need more catches and probably less touchdowns because 12 touchdowns is very difficult to replicate. But I'm okay with it. I'm okay with him. Even I would even say late second round. I'm telling you, though, the people that were taking the first round earlier were just losing their marbles. So thank you for adjusting to that hype. quarterback. It's the hype. Hype train. Choo-choo. Uh, Winston's ankle for is going to be fine for week one. Um, we don't suggest drafting rookie quarterbacks, and we're not going to start now. Nope. Uh, but I don't hate him in week one if you are playing daily fantasy sports, which, speaking of, you can sign up for FanDuel right now, and you can deposit up to $200 and have that matched by FanDuel, and you can use our promo code, HERFFB. Get Put on it, in, it. Do get it. Get your money. Do it. So and, fun. And... Just so you know, FanDuel set the amount of money for each player really early. So there's crazy players that are now going to be starting or number two wide receivers in a great offense that are for cheap. And this will be the only week to do it. So go ahead and spend some money in week one. It's the only time you're going to get Nelson Aguilar. Sorry. (laughs) The rest of the time will be overpriced. Or John Brown. Uh, John Brown, yeah. Yeah. He's free. Uh, he's free. He, he's free. They're actually just going to give him to you. Yeah, they are. <laughs> boring. Yeah. Probably bonus as well. We're kidding. Yeah. No, uh, we're, we're absolutely kidding about that. But he is cheap. You know who else is cheap? Doug Martin. But sleeper no more for your regular drafts. He's climbed up that little draft board. You know, there, there are a lot of disadvantages to drafting early. But one of the advantages is if you were listening to the show, we were telling you over and over again, Doug Martin is the starter. Doug Martin is the starter. I'm not even bringing up Charles Sims. He's a guy who exists... Sure. But Doug Martin is the star. Doug Martin's looked good. He has. Yes, he has. And I will admit that I am not a Doug Martin fan because I have gotten burned by Doug Martin many a time. But it's, he looks different. He, it's, he does. It's, like a, it's a different season. It's a different different vibe from Dougie Last Doug. week he went 40 yards and a touchdown on nine carries. Right. That's what I want to see. Good deal. Uh, you can get him in the sixth or seventh round still, though. Still value. Uh, looks like Connor Barth is going to replace the struggling Patrick Murray as the kicker in Tampa Bay. Kicker, kickers matter, people, if they're not playing. Yep. That's right. 
Dolphins, you know, I always like to look at strength of schedule. So in each one of my teams, I talk about uh, how hard their schedule is going to be. It's not a make or break thing, but if you have two players that you like that are similar in ATPs, it's a great way to go off of which one to take. Uh, Miami Dolphins, lucky for you, you don't have to pay much for them. So you don't have to worry about the strength of schedule as much. So weird. Um, But they do fall at the 10th easiest schedule. So that is a good thing. Um, Ryan Tannehill, he's going in the eighth round. Um, we love him. He's looked so good this preseason. Completed 15 of 19 passes for 145 yards and a touchdown in Saturday's third preseason game. Um, and, you know, he loves Jarvis Landry. You know, they hooked up for five times for 84 yards on six targets. So um, Jarvis Landry is another good buy. You can get him in the fit, lower fifth. Top of the sixth round, because people know who he is now. They forgot about him, and now they're getting back onto it. But he was the second guy last year in his rookie season, and he still had 758 yards and five touchdowns. This will be a much different season for him. He's the number one guy. You know, Mike Wallace is gone. Tannehill loves him. Um, They have more weapons. Lamar Miller is more comfortable in the scheme and he doesn't have that fear of competition anymore he's the number one guy so everything's really settling in Miami which makes all of these guys I think better picks so you can get them for a great value you don't really have to stretch for them and and you're gonna love them I love Lamar Miller um he does have he is better for PPR leagues guys this year than he was previous years because they're throwing the ball to him they weren't throwing the ball to him much before they were throwing it to the running back two guy but this year they're throwing to him. So um, even in PPR, don't look at just his stats from last year. It will be better. Kenny Stills is a bit of a sleeper. He's going, in the, going 170 ADP. Um, and last year he had 931 like yards and three touchdowns. So he's a boomer bust player. Um, so you're going to play him up against those matchups. But he's he's worth a look at, you guys. So I, I don't mind him as your last kind of pick of the game. The or yards are decent. It's just the touchdowns. Yeah. So if they can... Right. And he is a boomer bust. Those yards come in fewer amount of receptions than most players. So, um, But in daily, what a great risk to throw Kenny Stills in. Um, and then Jordan Cameron, yep. he's going the eighth, ninth round. Um, I will say that unlike San Diego's, Antonio Gates and Ladarius Green handcuff situation. I do not suggest Green. I do suggest Gordon. Can- J- excuse me, Cameron Jordan's back up. Um, they seem to really like him. Dion Sims. They say he would yep. be number one tight end anywhere else if Jordan Cameron wasn't there. And we all know Jordan Cameron's not going to be there all season. Nope. Oof. So uh, don't draft Sims, but check him out on those waiver wires, and um, it could be it could be a good switch up. In Miami Dolphins defense, uh, they're worth drafting as well. Cincinnati Bengals at the Indianapolis Colts. So I want to point out that both Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard both finished among the top 16 running backs in PPR leagues last season. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the deal, and I'm probably alone on my own in this one, but they're still going to split the ball, and everyone is very high on Jeremy Hill. Myself included, I have him ranked fairly high. I would honestly have him lower if we didn't have some injuries situations going on with LaShawn McCoy and whatnot. But they were both top 16 backs. But he's going off the board really high for me personally. So I just want you to be aware of the fact that Giovanni Menard is still going to get a workload, people, and this has been evident as well 
in the preseason. So don't think that Jeremy Bell, sorry, Jeremy Hill is going to be solely the running back there. I mean, do you yeah. agree with that? I do. I love Gino, Gino, Giovanni I mean, some, Bernard. Excuse some me for his value. I think he's great. Yeah, I love him. And and I, I agree with Jeremy Hill. It's a similar situation as DeMarco Murray. Um, where there, it's, it's a bit of a running back by committee situation in these places, but I do believe they're going to be running. But some sites have him ranked number two. Two. I know. I know. Oh, wow. I think that's, that's crazy. That's, I can't. That's crazy. Can't go there. It's crazy. No. So that's what I'm saying. Yes, he's That's people trying to get cute. He's a t- that's people trying to get cute. He's yep. a top running back, for sure. Mm-hmm. I just want to make clear, if you, depending on what you're looking at, if you're not looking at our cheat sheet, shame on you. Shame, shame on shame you. Shame on you. But back or uh, forward slash cheat sheet. And look at our rankings cheat as well, sheet. because don't go looking at one of those cheat sites with Jeremy Hill numbers, you know, second, and that, that's just that's too high. That's too high for him. Anyway, um, I had a random rant. I just had a rant about him. Anyway, Andy Dalton, he did go out with a neck injury. He suffered that on a touchdown dive in the first quarter uh, last week. Aww. Uh, but don't freak out. He was just removed as a precaution. I'm sure, again, the Jordy Nelson effect that we are all seeing. Um, but, again, you're probably not really drafting Andy Dalton anyway unless he's your backup <laughs> quarterback. But fear not. Fear not. And I just want to remind everybody that wide receiver Daenerys Moore, wide receiver Desmond Lawrence, and tight end John Peters were cut on Monday. None of those guys should have been in your lineup. Uh, but if you're in a super deep league, I just want to make you aware of some of the cuts that happened this week. Should we talk about the Colts? Colts Colt time. Colt time. All right. Time. So T.Y. Hilton, he was out of practice on Monday. Um, but he was then in red non-contact jersey on Tuesday. So we're, we're seeing the progress that we want to see. He should be fine for week one preseason. Uh, he's in the whole concussion protocol situation right now. Again, they don't feel like they need to risk it. So that's what's going on with him. Uh, in terms of with the Colts, defensive tackle Arthur Jones' ankle, he tore ligaments in his ankle. Uh, and has joint damage. So he's going to go under surgery. Ugh. Not good. He's going to land himself on the IR. Um, so that's, you know, something to think about in terms of the defense. And then Philip Dorsett, his knee was ruled out for the, is ruled out for the third preseason game. Um, and so, sorry, his knee was ruled out. And so, again, he is still going to be the third wide receiver. Don't freak out. He's still supposed to be the guy. This is just precautionary stuff. I think it's going to be Moncrief. I think you're crazy. Dorsett no, but is really fast. You know what? I'll tell you right he's now. So speedy. I, 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 the first two weeks, I am loving some Colts tight ends. I hear nothing good about Andre Johnson this year. I hear he's slow. I hear him and Luck have no connection. I hear it is not going well for the two of them. And with T.Y. Hilton a little banged up, I think Dwayne Allen and Kobe Fleener are going to have awesome games in the first two weeks. I don't like. You know, I'm not saying it's going to be the same thing all through the season, but until the Colts really start getting that chemistry with all these new players and loving the tight ends that have been on the team. Well, and you're right. From what I've heard, Courtney, is that there, there is the Dante Moncrief and the Philip Dorsett hype. And I do think it's legit. They're both very good receivers and a very good offense. But yeah. buyer beware. Again, the, the rumor around town is that they really plan on still running those two tight end sets and really rolling with Andre Johnson and T.Y. Hilton. So, yes, those guys will be brought in a few three wide receiver formations, but that's not going to be their usual. They do still plan on using their tight ends. Well, and a lot of things, Dorsett and Moncrief are going to go undrafted. 
So it's kind of one of those things they're going to be great in daily if they end up playing, and they're going to be great off the waiver wire because I don't think Andre Johnson's going to make it through the whole season. Wow. Bold, bold prediction. I didn't, bold, think, I didn't think he really looked that slow. bad this preseason game. You say in so practice, either. it's like it's not, it's not coming together between the two of them. So I don't know. I'll tell, I'll tell you what, though. I think what, what we're going to be mostly talking about five weeks from now is Frank Gore. Frank Gore, absolutely. He's going to be positively. Positively. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. I agree. Yep, um, I agree. All right, let's move on. Baltimore Ravens, the Atlanta Falcons. Um, okay, well, this is my weekly uh, Burchard Perriman still not playing update. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> you guys still feel out. Bad? I feel so bad, but that's really all I ever say about this team, but it's it's just constant. Um, that's all my teams, Brian. That's why all of my write-ups are basically who got cut and who's injured because yeah, there's very little fantasy so, relevance on the rest of them. I will say he is still the guy that they want to play. He still have Mark Trestman's offense, although they're saying that he's keeping a lot of the Kubiak stuff, which is kind of true, but I, I don't know. Anyway, I, I think he'll end up being fine later on, but, man, don't take him with one of your higher draft picks. It's just too crazy town. Um, Javoris Allen, um, man, uh, he's a little less of a sleeper than what people thought as the backup running back after he fumbled going into the goal line last week. Talk about Harbaugh a way was to upset a coach. critical yeah. about it. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> you had to hold on to Ooh, the ball. Cardinal sin. Oof. Eesh. So, um, listen, this is going to be the Justin Forsett show, and I don't know why people can't commit to that, but I am fully confident committing to that. Me too. Especially uh, and, and then it's going to be a little dash of Talia Farrow, but Talia Farrow's hurt, and he's not going to play in week one probably. So, um, a dash. Like, I think Italian Affair is going to have yeah. a bigger role towards midseason. I, know, but I still think it's Justin Forsett, and don't it's worry about it. It's show. only going to complement Forsett, but um, I do think they will use him more yeah. to spread the ball out, sure. Yeah. But I'm just saying this whole, like, Javoris Allen rookie talk, you can ignore it. Uh, Joe Flacco uh, has kind of had a eh. Uh, preseason. I'm not too worried. 193 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. I feel fine because he's going as a quarterback too. He's yeah. just there because you're thinking that Mark Trestman can do something with him. And Crockett Gilmore, I wish that I was more secure about ranking him higher in my tight end rankings. You just want to say his name. I do. Which I Crockett. understand. I get that. The Max Williams talk is overblown. And once again, we also never suggest drafting rookie tight ends. So you could just What a cross great middle name Crockett would be. That's a good thing. What do you think, Courtney? And Gilmore. Down, Ashley, James, James Crockett Kirby. Yeah. Well, listen, he's taking a serious case. <laughs> I love he would have had a touchdown last week if it hadn't been called back on a penalty, yeah. which, by the way, wasn't a penalty on him. But uh, So it's important to look at the game tape so that you see those things. I'm just saying he's involved with the game plan. Dennis Pitta is, is not happening. Max Williams is a rookie. I'm into him. Uh, also, Steve Smith must be on your fantasy team. Swan Must. song last week, 63 yards and a touchdown, and he got ejected from the game. For I was fighting. so excited. I was so, like, Yes, baby, is Steve Smith. It's all in the season. Mm, it's all, all the things intense. that we love. I love him. He's like, even, even if you don't have him on your team, he's so much fun to watch. He's the best. He's the best. And he got like, ejected standing, from a preseason game for fighting and gets a he's standing really? ovation from the fans. It's so was, good. Awesome. <laughs> so, um, but just to let you know, there are a couple names that I don't want you to draft, but to think about because they might be your wide receiver twos. Kamar Aiken, Marlon Brown, Michael Caponero, Darren Weller, and Jeremy Butler. They're all guys that no one's really drafting, but they might be your week one waiver wires. So do watch the game at Denver week one. 
Falcons. This is an interesting team for me. Um, they do have, like, the mm-hmm. easiest schedule in the NFL, which is great. Which, actually, I'm okay with you streaming their defense. Even though their defense is bad, they're getting better. They are getting better, and they could do some surprises against really, really weak teams, which they're playing. Mm. So, um, if you want to kind of throw them in, if, you're, if your matchup's going up, like, you know, against Pittsburgh or the Broncos or Seattle or something, it, it could be an interesting flyer pick. Um, of course, you want Julio Jones. Who doesn't want Julio Jones? He's going 17th overall, and I just, I, you know, hey, I, I think that's so low <laughs> for him. I, just, I think Julio is top three wide receiver um, guy, Agreed. so I love him. Matt Ryan, I also love him. He's going in the fifth high in the fifth round. Um, he's great. He's really great. And I actually did write down his rushing yards, which I didn't do for a lot of the quarterbacks because they don't have much. He didn't have much either, but 145 yards, that's decent for a really passing quarterback. He's a passing quarterback, but 145 yards is a lot better than, say, uh, Peyton Manning. Oh. Uh, running back situation is a little bit interesting. It's going to be a running back by committee. Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman. Coleman is going higher. Um, higher. At 90, and, and Freeman is going at 112. And I go back, like, every other week to deciding which one I like more. Uh, it's really weird, so I'm sorry if I'm giving you conflicted things. As of today, <laughs> I'm on Freeman's boat. But I'm okay with you drafting either one of them. Because they're going to get touches. I, and they always, yeah, this is going to happen. Um, so I'm not upset with either one of those choices because they're both going to be used nearly equally so i'm okay roddy white uh, i am not drafting him i'm staying away from him if he plays and he's healthy he will have a great season but god only knows if he's going to be able to stay healthy it looks bad right it looks bad yeah so i don't know it's it's really it's really is dicey uh dicey so if you want to take a a risk on him that's fine but you're gonna have to take him in the eighth round that's kind of a well, high he pick might drop. Draft. He might drop. This Again, reasons why you should have your drafts late. This is true. Hopefully he drops. New Orleans Saints, the Green Bay Packers. So the Saints are one of those teams that is so just, like, static every week. You're, you're taking Drew Brees. He's perfect where he's, where he's located for ADP. You're taking Brandon Cooks. He's finally one of those guys that the hype train's on, but he's living up to the hype. So yay for Cooks. You're obviously going to take Mark Ingram. Um, so really my only updates here are going to be some injuries. And I'm going to run through them really quickly here. So fullback Eric Lorick uh, was cut. Wide receivers Nick Toon, Lance Lewis, RJ Harris were also released. Uh, Saints defensive end Anthony Spencer. He had an undisclosed injury and is placed on IR. Uh, the cornerback, Keenan Lewis, his hip, he now has to have surgery. It is believed to be similar to like a sports hernia kind of injury. Um, not great there. So the plan is essentially Ooh. that it, it, the guy that would come in would be Delvin Bro or Brandon Browner. Um, Browner, yeah. But the problem is Brandon Browner's knee has also been out the last three weeks. So yeah, the defense, bad. if you didn't notice, those are all defensive players, are a little bit dicey for the Saints. So you're going to want to stay away from them. Free safety, Jarius Bird also has a knee. He's been sidelined since the start of training camp. There is hope that he'll return before camp. But, again, it's, it's a dicey situation for the defense, for the Saints. But on a high note, Brandon Coleman 
he's done really well during preseason. If you want to talk about a potential sleeper and a guy that's not getting drafted, it is Brandon Coleman. Drew Brees is extremely pleased with him and how he's gone with training camp. They're yep. developing a really great rapport, and he's not going off the boards. The only person you ever hear about who's really going is Brandon Cooks and maybe some Marquise Colston, but Brandon Coleman's got a chance to make a splash this year. Again, think sleeper, but, but keep him in mind. There's a, there's, a, there's a possibility there, and I like him. Green Bay. Okay. Well, guys, um, Randall Cobb got hurt. I'll be fine. No. <laughs> it just, it's like, really? You know, I just, I just feel for everybody. Um, well, I don't know why they had him play. They had everybody on set because their offensive line's banged up, but they're going to throw Randall Cobb in there? Cobb in there. It made no sense. I mean, who am I, right? Who am I? But that was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. Bad choices. Um, yeah, I mean, what can we do? But I will say, I'm big on the Ty Montgomery. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like now, I want to say, Devontae Adams, I'm not going to talk about him because as far as I'm concerned, he's being drafted where he needs to be. Everything is fine. He is a better choice. But Ty Montgomery, last week, two catches for 71 yards. He seems to have a good relationship with Rodgers. I have no problem with it. Um, on the other side, there's Jeff Janis, and um, he supposedly hasn't developed the same kind of relationship with Aaron Rodgers, he's actually made comments that, like, some days you get a great Janice and sometimes you don't. Um, that concerns me. But, uh, listen, I, I'm also the only other person that also is down on Richard Rodgers. As far as I'm concerned, it's not happening. He caught one pass for 10 yards, and then he was the target on Brett Hundley's interception. Um, that's it. He's not involved with the game plan enough. He's not involved in the game plan enough for you to be drafting him, and I don't care what everyone else says. With the Jordy Nelson's injury, do you think that Eddie Royal's value goes up or down a little? Or stays the same? You mean Eddie Lacy? Yes, that's what I meant. Okay, okay. Um, sorry, I was sorry like... Sorry to throw you there. Sorry. No, no, I, I was... Eddies. Well, because we're talking about wide receiver value, and I think Eddie Lacy's up. Anyway, um, I would say uh, up... That's yeah, I, think I don't know how much farther up it can go, though. I think I think it remains the same, the same. I guess it's actually it remains the name. same, but yeah. Yeah. higher ceiling. Yeah. Higher ceiling. Yeah. He's exactly yeah. where he should be coming yeah. off the boards, so. though. Yeah. I think Eddie Great. Lacy is the safest fantasy football pick of the year because they don't overuse him, but they always use him. Yeah. Yep. So. Nice, Brandon. There you go. Nice. Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Jets. Uh, Eagles' schedule is pretty favorable. Sam Bradford is is great value. He's looked great value. Um, Pray to God that nobody else has looked at preseason um, but you because Sam Bradford looks awesome. He went 10 for 10 for 121 yards and three touchdowns in one quarter against Green Bay. And I've been down on him, as you know, Courtney, because I'm just waiting for the shoe to drop for the injury. Right. But he looks good. So good. I'm in love with him. Yeah. And then I'm playing all my fab money to get Mark Sanchez. He's worth the risk if you you got to draft another quarterback. He is worth the risk. Well, you can draft a quarterback before him. Yeah. That's the crazy part. Is he going in the 11th, 12th round? And he has starting, like, I mean, I don't want to get crazy, but, like, he could be definitely a top 10 quarterback come the end of the year if he stays healthy. Um, and that's every Chip Kelly offense has had top ten quarterbacks when you combine their stats with the year. But you have to combine them. That's the problem. Combine them. So we got. That's what we need to say with injuries. one quarterback. Yeah, yeah, we just yeah. need to. Yeah, Chip Kelly, do something to make sure your quarterbacks stay healthy. Okay. 
Um, there's Jordan Matthews. He's going for good, you know, perfect where he should be going. Nelson Aguilar, he's, you know, great value. He's, uh, his ADP is still in the 80s. Um, but, you know, people keep hearing about him, and I think that's just only going to go up. So I wouldn't – I probably aren't going to be able to get him in the eighth round. It's probably going to have to be higher than that if you want him. Um, I haven't seen him go in the eighth round yet. Yeah, I think it, he's, he looks good. <laughs> I would say he probably is going more in the fifth round. So it's literally only people that haven't been paying attention to football that are waiting till the eighth round. Right, right. Um, At all. DeMarco Murray is the 10th pick overall. Um, I'm not even going to talk about his stats last year because they're completely irrelevant for what he's going to be doing this year. Um, it's not the same scheme. It's a different team. He's got to share the ball. But uh, he's still the number one guy there. They're still going to be working him, but he, I, I don't believe he's going to stay healthy for the whole season. I'm passing him up in all of my leagues. Um, you can get him, and definitely if he falls to that beginning of the second round, I would take him, right? Um, but he's going 10 overall, so he might not do that. Um, and this year, I think Ryan Matthews is the best handcuff in the league um, because of that, because of DeMarco Murray's possible injury um, for rushing, you know, nearly 400 times last year. Um, and Darren Sproles is there, too, in PPR. I still don't know if Darren Sproles is going to be worth it. But yeah. I don't know. I just – his value it's goes up way Ryan high Matthews if Murray there. gets hurt. But I think Matthews is definitely – he might be even be able to play as a flex throughout the season with a Chip Kelly offense. Um, yeah, and then we haven't talked much about tight ends, but there is Zach Ertz. There's that guy. There's that He's the guy. hardest guy to rank. Maybe uh, yeah, he will most likely <laughs> not play week one. So, FYI, we have him ranked number 12. Um, but I will say this thing for him, although he might he miss game one. I hope he doesn't because the last two seasons, he's the only two seasons in the NFL he's played, he has played all 16 games. And you can't say that about many tight ends. That's true. So, I will give him that. And the defense, great special teams. Um, so, definitely a, a defense that uh, – you can do matchup by matchup. They were the number one fantasy defense last year, and no one have, has them ranked high. I don't understand. I know. I still don't have them ranked high. It's their special teams that's amazing, and it's not their defense. No, because their defense always scored touchdowns. They, they do, had but the they number also one give up touchdowns. so many points that it waves out some of those positive things that they do. Still, they were the number one. Corner, don't you one. talk trash about any element of a Chip Kelly I know, I know. I do love Philadelphia, and I should rank them higher. I, I do. They scare me for some reason. They do. They just kind of, it's a little bit of a wild, wild chance. Anyways, Jets. So, Jets talk about another good defense. They're an excellent defense. But defensive end Leonard Williams, he had a knee injury last week um, on Saturday's preseason game. And he went, underwent an MRI. The results came back as a muscle strain behind his knee. I feel your pain, buddy. I feel like I've had a muscle strain behind my knee for a solid decade now. But I di- divert. Anyway, um, the injury is not believed to be long-term, and hopefully he'll be able to play week one. This is according to Todd Bowles. So here's hoping. Uh, wide receiver Salim Hikam, Austin Hill, Jonathan Rump, and tight end Matt Lacoste. Maybe Lacoste. I don't know how to say that. Um, they were all released. Jason Morrow, he had a season-ending injury as well. All this is is good news for, I think you do the tight end rankings, Brandon? Good news. Brandon always struggles, again, like Zach Ertz, where do we put Jason Morrow? But he's on IR, so 
sad news for all of you. Because that that's is, where we'll put him. That is, that is, that's where you go. But that, so a lot of people probably drafted him. So make sure you look at your rosters because he is out for the season. In the defensive end, Kevin Vickerson, he had a hamstring issue as well. He also went on IR. That won't have a huge impact because he wasn't really a major player in the Jets' defense. But um, something to keep in mind. And interestingly enough, Geno Smith took some snaps under center during practice on Monday. It was not at full speed, but he was actually practicing. Now, again, this comes in in terms of are they not satisfied with Fitzy? Are they going to try to rush Geno? Are they going to actually roll with Geno despite the whole leadership issues? Drama's back with the Jets. Well, they have they have Brandon Marshall. Can he be the leader? Just I don't think that's a wise team decision. But, <laughs> but you never know. So I'm intrigued to see what's going to happen with Geno because some people did draft Geno as well in their leagues. He's taking some, again, do not get too excited, but maybe he can come back a little sooner than we were hoping. Awesome. Jacksonville Jaguars at Washington Redskins. Quick one. Blake Bortles. He's also looking good. 20 29 passes for 245 love, yards and a touchdown. Him. And he ran for 35 yards. They lost the game mm. in Detroit, but again, we don't care at all about who wins the games or whatnot. Nope, we're not Jacksonville um, fans. But he's looking good. I know you say it's Jacksonville, but he looks really good. Keep that in mind. Um, we had some injuries again with defensive end Andre Branch with his knee. We had an injury with the linebacker Chris Smith. He's um, sorry. Uh, he's going to see some more play. Chris Smith's going to see play because Andre Branch's injury. Offensive guard. This is concerning. Brandon Linder's toe suffered a toe injury during the third preseason game. So again, we're like, oh no, it's the offensive line that was such a problem last year. But he is expected to be good to go by week one. So that is good to know. And then Julius Thomas, his finger. He had to undergo surgery uh, on today according to a source now he's expected to miss four to five games this very much drops julius down in my book in terms of tight ends i mean brand you do the ranking but clay harbour is expected to take the role while julius thomas is out and they also did sign free agent connor hamlet um to to the team now his issue is that he actually thought about retiring because of all of his injuries but he's a big dude he's six seven 263 pounds big big aren't they all now yeah, and he's but he's really good at blocking. So that's interesting is if they're bringing him in in that kind of role as well. But I think yeah. this is a very big drop, in my personal opinion, for Julius Thomas. I still have him ranked 14, I think, because I'm thinking that people would be taking him as, like, their top, like, ending or beginning. Or beginning, yeah. You know, but, but you'd do a back-to-back on him. Because I still think when he comes back, he'll be worth it. But, again... Tough to rank. Well, and I will say, just to finish up the Jags, that it has been said from Jacksonville that Denard Robinson, the running back, might be the Jags starting running back starting the season. This should not be a surprise to you people. We have said this weeks now. You need to back a little bit off the TJ Yeldon train. He's still viable, but Denard Robinson is going to play. He's going to be a part of this offense. Listen to, the pe- listen to them when they tell you this. Staying alive. Staying alive. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Staying alive. Love it. Washington That's why Denard Robinson dance. Washington Redskins, my favorite. My fave, too. I literally have no notes other than oh. about the RG3 Kirk Cousins drama because what else is there to talk about with that? Oh. So <laughs> Kirk Cousins was named the starting quarterback Monday. I was like, Courtney is going to be static. Over RG3. And initially, again, like we said, it's that weird controversy where, you know, RG3 was cleared. Magically, all of a sudden, he wasn't cleared. Kirk Cousins yeah. was then named starter for week one. Then Gruden comes in and says, oh, no, no, he's not just a week one starter. He's the season starter. This is Kirk's team. 
Bam. But Bam. I will say. And come week, by week seven, it'll be Cole McCoy's team, but I'm cool with that, it will, too. It will, yeah, it's cool with that, too. It's not like Kirk Cousin is in, like, yeah. terrible. I was going to say, this is, he's got, he's a, he turns over the ball an insane amount, guys. In, oh, in 11 games, he threw 16 interceptions and had four fumbles. Which basically, now, to be fair, didn't he have one game where he had, like, eight or something crazy? Well, this is the, in the breakout, this came from ESPN Stats and Info. Every so basically, he will have a turnover of some nature every twenty nine snaps. That's crazy. It's you crazy, know but you know what? It's They're fun. still going with him. And Pierre Garcon, right. he he had kind words to say about him. He said that he's a natural born leader. He's like you can tell what kind of person he is. That he is a leader. He's been doing it for a long time, and he's excited about the opportunity. We definitely want to keep him excited and never want to, you know. Have him lose that faith in himself. He's definitely ready and eager to get the season started and prove to everybody what he can do. And I'm kind of like, well, yeah, Garcon, of course you want a new quarterback in there. We all saw last season. That was rough that's for the you, thing, buddy. And that's the best thing about making it Kirk Cousins right before, you know, this all goes down is because everybody in that, you know, in that locker room has issues with RG3. Whether it's RG3 or if it's the locker room, I don't care. I think the whole team feels more confident with somebody else behind center. And I I think it, the value goes up on all of the players. And it's not about necessarily the skill of Kirk Cousins, because it's not, but it's the confidence and the the connections that the team will make with somebody else other than RG3 as the quarterback. Well, and there's talk that RG3 is going to be traded. So they've got a little bit to decide if he's going to be <laughs> cut or traded. So that's the problem. Like, are they going to cut RG3? Oh, man. RG3 is good for three games. I mean, I'm not, like, totally down Well, on there's now. teams that are actually interested in him. Maybe it's the best thing of for course. everybody that they part ways. It, I think this is really unfair to RG3. It no, is. hear me out. And he's, ha- he's handling it very well, I will say. Mine I is- think so, too. He's handling it well. And, frankly, he's not a West Coast offense guy. When they brought in Jay Gruden, it didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense because he needs the guy to throw. He... He is. This is not his type of game. No. And Shanahan made concessions for RG three, and Jay Gruden's like, "No, I'm the coach, and I'm going to do this." I think Jay Gruden's going to get fired too. I think he's handling this piss poor, frankly, just terribly. I don't. Um, oh, I, oh, there's no way. He's done a terrible job. He's created all of this animosity as well. I mean, he he's not helping anyone, including Kirk Cousins. He's helped no one, and I. I think the, the my old problem is now I'm just nervous about drafting anyone from that team. And you know who actually this affects? Alfred Morris. His splits, Kirk Cousins versus RG3, are terrible. Because when RG3 was back there, they had to, you know, worry about him, like, getting loose or running. And they just stuff the box. They just stop him all the time. So I, I'm really worried about But Alfred they also Morris may try direction. to mitigate his turnovers because he turns the ball over so often, clearly in an interception more than actually fumbling, that they may yeah. run Alfred Morris into the ground until they figure it out, until they get that chemistry. I mean, I either see way, a Joseph Adai situation where it's like <laughs> he runs for zero or one no, yard it's not a over Adai, and over but, again. Um, either way, you're kind of staying away from a lot of them. Deshaun Jackson, again, like we said, is quarterback proof. He'll be fine. But I am interested in Pierre Garcon now, so I will be watching to see his chemistry with Kirk Cousins. And again, you can get him for free. How does how does Washington derive this much emotion from all three of us for different? Well, reasons? that's what's the beauty of and none I'm of us care about this nose because it's all about this drama. But you're right, Brandon. Like, it's just drama. All three of us are upset about this. But it's it's Washington. Well, it's kind of like, you know what? All three of us married completely different men. And that's how we are with the three men at Washington. 
They're all very different. We all have our favorites, and we're all pulling for one or the other. You know, so it's, it's you know, I, that's, I think that's just what it is. I, I don't think – there's a lot of coaches who have not liked RG3. It has not just been Jay Gruden. And there's a lot of team members who prefer him to be off the field. And I will tell you right now, I think that offensive line is going to work a lot harder with Kirk Cousins behind center than they would with RG3. And that might be effed up, but that's the reality of it. And I just feel like the team is, is going to be at, a, at an ease knowing where they're going while Kirk Cousins can be healthy. Well, I think that's the thing, too, is they just want a decision made. A decision right. needed to be made. And yep. so now it's been made. But yeah. I do also agree with Brandon that I do think Gruden is on the bubble of getting fired as well. He's gone. And to some extent, ownership needed to see what Gruden can do with what the decisions Gruden makes versus the decisions he's being told he has to coach Fair. with. So to me, it's like, hey, we know RG3 currently is not going to work in this market anymore, whether that's the team chemistry Courtney's talking about, his animosity with Gruden, the fact that he, you're right, he does not fit into a West Coast offense, and he never will. That no. will never be RG3. So they kind of just like, you know what? It's probably the most fair to, to get RG3 out of here. Let's see what Gruden can do with the alleged team that he wants. And if it doesn't work, then we're starting over. We'll see. Fair but enough. I do love that, again, it's hot. It gets hot when we talk about Washington. It does. Does does I want and the I wish and I don't care about them. Well, All no, right, that's what I do with caring about them. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! I know! I know! I know! Oh, sad. Uh, Carolina Panthers at Pittsburgh Steelers will make this one piffy. Can we make it piffy? Speaking about a team that uh, actually builds around their quarterback, who also isn't a big thrower. Exhibit right. A. Carolina Panthers. So they released wide receivers Jarrett Boykin and DeAndre Presley. And let me tell you, if you're getting released from the Carolina Panthers who have no wide receivers, it's an issue. <laughs> <laughs> Jarrett Boykin, oh, what a fall what, from grace. Remember when he was the next big thing? So Holy sad. Can't even make the Panthers. Wow. <laughs> They uh, did acquire Kevin Norwood from the Seahawks. Now, you don't really hear much about him because, again, another team that doesn't throw the ball. But he's quick. He has good hands. He might actually be a thing. Now, you don't have to draft him. He's borderline undrafted. Like, you don't have to draft him. But he may be your first waiver wire pickup of the year, depending on how Devin Funches works out, everything else. Speaking of Funches, he left Monday's practice with a tight hamstring, um, but it's precautionary. He's not going to be the next Randy Moss, but all the bad things they're saying about Funches, they also said about Kelvin Benjamin last year. And Benjamin ended the season with 73 catches for 1,008 yards and nine touchdowns. So, I mean, listen, is that the ceiling? Yes. I don't think he's going to go above and beyond that. No. But, man, if he's anywhere near Near there, I'm fine with that. Value. still people aren't drafting him. Value. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Stewart is still healthy, but my favorite pickup at the end of the draft is going to be his handcuff, Cameron Artis Payne. Stewart has only stayed, been healthy for 16 games in 2011. Um, Greg Olson Love is all over the place, so he's not really a sleeper, but yes, he's worth the fourth round pick. That's where he's going, and I have no problem with that. And uh, I'm all for Cam Newton in the eighth round, ADP people. That is crazy. Great. He was a top five <laughs> yeah. quarterback every year except for last year. But and it's the only year he's, he's ever missed a game. <laughs> yeah. I just, so, so one eh year, and people are like, I don't even need to draft this guy. Great. Don't. I mean, he'll be frustrating. I love Cam Newton but this year, too. Me too. I don't know if he's going to stay healthy the whole year because he will be running a lot. But um, but I love him first half of the season. It's value at good. that value. pick. Value. 
Pittsburgh Steelers, no value at this team, guys. You're getting them high, 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 high. Two guys go off the board within the top six picks. Antonio Brown's going off number six. And Le'Veon Bell is going third with missing two games. So that's pretty impressive. Uh, With Bell's two-game suspension, insert D'Angelo Williams, if that's what you, like, or die, you know, fine, need to do. Um, You might be able to find a different running back that could fill in those two games. Um, But, yeah, that's that's it. Don't be scared about missing the two games. Bella will win you your games every every week until the end. So it's fine. It's worth the high pick. Um, ben Roethlisberger's going in the fourth round, 32 uh, touchdowns, nine interceptions last year with nearly 5,000 yards. Um, you know, Ben falls a lot with the other quarterbacks who I, who I enjoy. I feel like they're all so even right there. Um, so you really can't, if you're going to go for a quarterback right there in that fourth, fifth round, um, if you miss Ben, if you miss Ryan, get Breeze, they're all kind of going right together. So it's, it's okay. You'll be okay with one of those guys. And Heath Miller, ADP, 169. I'm not a huge Heath Miller fan. He's only had four touchdowns in the last two seasons. Yeah, but it's like your Uh, last pick. Why not? Well, not only that, but at the beginning of the season, when Martavius um, Bryant has been suspended, Le'Veon Bell has been suspended, and the center's injured, they're going to be dumping yeah. that ball to Heath. I like Heath a lot at the beginning of the season, a lot. In fact, you could do, like, Antonio Gates and Heath Miller. Play Heath Miller at the beginning of the season and then play Antonio Gates for the rest of it. I like it. I like it. It's great. I think it's, I think it's a good combo. Um, so I'm, I'm totally okay with that. And, again, Martavius Bryan has been suspended. Rumors are Marcus Wheaton's going ahead of him. Anyways, and on um, their depth chart um, – He's very talented. I think he will be great this season. Um, but I just don't know if he's worth going in the seventh round at this point, personally. Moving yeah. on, New York Giants, the New England Patriots. Giants have the fifth easiest schedule, which is good because their yeah. defense is hurt. Their offensive line is hurt. <laughs> it's running back by committee. Victor Cruz, God only knows if he's going to be able to play. Um, Eli Manning's looked really bad. So it's just, it's not, they need to work their stuff out at the beginning of the season. Let's just say that. They need to work it out. Um, Peyton Manning throws, a, or excuse me, Eli Manning throws a lot of interceptions when his offensive line doesn't look good, and they don't look good. Really? Really bad. He throws a lot of interceptions. He throws so, interceptions? This is going to be Eli Manning on the hate circa Eli. 2013 for Brandon Marion yeah. Lee. I'm it's going to be awesome. Yep, it's going to be a good season. Uh, <laughs> uh, ODB, you're taking. It's fine. So that's sad. Um, you know, Rashad Jennings, some are saying is that his value has gone down with the addition of Shane Vereen. Um, but he's still a goal line running back, you guys. Yeah, everyone's and, so afraid of him. And I think Shane Vereen is only going to compliment Rashad Jennings and hopefully keep him healthy throughout the season. Um, so I'm not upset with a Rash- Rashad Jennings pickup at all. He's still um, the primary back. At the end of the, the day, he's still the starting running back. Sure, sure, yeah. So, and Andre Williams is fine, but he's not, like, number one cor- running back, um, you know, kind of guy. So I think Rashad Jennings is a sneaky pick in the sixth or seventh round. Um, again, Victor Cruz is dealing with injury. It's sad. I don't know what's going on. He's kind of a risky pick. Um, 
that he is going in the ninth round. So there is some value there if he can get healthy and, and stay on the field. And Shane Marine's going in the 10th round. Um, he is a PPR guy. Uh, if you're in a PPR league, that's who you're going to be um, reaching for. And that's it. Well, hopefully we're going to get news on the deflate gate scandal at the end of the week because I'm bored and I can't talk <laughs> about it anymore. <laughs> we're over it. We're Make a decision. It. I was over it a month ago. <sighs> so who knows? Whatever. Uh, you know what's ambiguous? Brandon LaFell's existence. Yeah. So there's rumors he might even be like on IR. I, I can't even yeah, get, I cannot get a straight answer he's on the anywhere. Public. It's official, right? So he's on it's the public, public. So he's not on yeah. IR. I don't think so. Yeah. Because yeah. Belichick, but you're not going to know anything until Belichick. he is mandated to tell you something. Yeah, he's we probably perfectly healthy. Through. It's just that, you know, Belichick doesn't want him to know he's playing week one. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Who I, knows? so we saw him in a walking boot. Um, we know it's a foot injury, but that's it. And um, the Patriots won't tell us anything. So I hate him this year. Hate in your fantasy drafts. <laughs> I'm not touching him with a 10-foot pole. You know who else I don't love? Julian Edelman. Another ambiguous ankle injury, almost no preseason work, and then they signed veteran Ray- Reggie Wayne. Eek. It just, it's I, not I don't know what's Something going, on, going there. on there. And you got to take him pretty high because he's been such a PPR monster, right? So people are like, oh, but he catches all sorts of balls. And I just don't, I don't know. I feel like the, the Patriots preseason because of Deflategate has be, been like like a big curtains over it. I don't know what's happening. It's very weird. It's just how Nothing Belichick right. likes it. It's just exactly. how he likes it. He'll probably be undefeated. Probably. Um, Reggie Wayne, though, is already practicing with the first team. And I want him when he's playing the Colts, at least. You know Bill Belichick will do anything to get him to score a touchdown against the Colts. Yeah. Anything. Uh, and Jonas Gray is probably going to be starter week one. But if you trust a New England Patriot running back, Shame I have mercy on, you. on your soul. <laughs> so, <laughs> listen, he's looking good. But I, he looked good last year, yeah. and then he messed up. And then so. you, you, you showed to a meeting late, and he didn't play again. Never. Anyway, so. there you go. We need, there you go. Cleveland Browns, the Chicago Bears. So, the Browns. Travis Coons is the kicker. Don't play a kicker that is not playing on a team. Again, kickers don't matter unless they're not playing on a team. Get with the program. Johnny Manziel, uh, he didn't need elbow surgery, which is great news, but he is not the starter. So we're going to have another season filled with Johnny Manziel talk, and I will continue to not care. And um, Terrell Pryor is fighting for a roster spot, and I just want to bring him up because he's the only person I've talked about. Yeah, because that's your jam. That's your person this year. <laughs> that's what I do now. I have no stats to back it up. He's because not going to make the roster as wide receiver, uh, but he is going to make it as a running back. Just watch out, guys. It's happening. Yeah. And then he'll be a linebacker, yep, and that'll yep, get really crazy. Cornerback. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, running back Duke Johnson, though, suffered a concussion. So Isaiah Crowell is going to be the starter going into week one. Um, he's going to be the safest running back until further notice, but they don't love anyone there. So you shouldn't love anyone either. But I'm not against you drafting Isaiah Crowell because he's going so late in drafts. But I am against you committing to him and not dropping him when you know you should. Don't pull a Ray Rice prior to the year that he got kicked out of the league. You know, and people kept saying, saying, oh, it's so sad he's out. I was like, listen, I wasn't going to draft him anyway because he was terrible in 2013. And people wouldn't pull him because they were committed to him. Don't commit to Isaiah Crowell, but do pick him up and play him in week one if you feel the need. 
Chicago Bears. Oh, and then and then Chicago Bears. Yeah, I'm still talking. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Alshon Jeffrey hasn't practiced since August 11th. Oh, which no. is sad, but it means that he's going in the second round, and I'm okay with that. He'll be back, you guys. Value. He had 2,000-yard seasons back-to-back with Brandon Marshall there. Even if he does meet, miss week one, which it, I've heard everywhere that he's going to be there. Yep. But, but let's say that he's not. I don't care. He's still going to get 1,000-plus yards. He's still the man. They have to throw to somebody. Eddie Royal, 980 yards and five touchdowns his rookie season with Cutler. And then last season, he had 778 yards and seven touchdowns, eight touchdowns the year prior to that. So the touchdowns are a thing for him. Yes, red zone guy. Uh, so, uh, listen, not bad. And their third-year guy, Marcus Wilson, we talked about him last year, but he's ha- he can't stay healthy. That's why his stats are irrelevant. Like, I could talk about them, but they don't matter. Um, but if he can stay healthy, or if he is playing, and especially if you're playing daily, he's a good play, and he's cheap, cheap, cheap. And no one is saying the words Matt and Forte next to one another at all this preseason. But I just want to tell you, for three years, he's had over 1,000 yards rushing. We all talk about him. Pat, everyone's like, oh, the catches are going to go down. Probably. But he's still going to get 1,000 yards rushing for the Chicago Bears. They're still going to lean on him. He's still a first-round pick. He's one of those guys you're going to be worried. Why is he falling so low? Don't worry. Because he had 808 yards um, receiving last year, but before that was 594, and before that it was 340. He was a top 10 guy all three week or all three years. You're gonna be fine, even if he does only 340. Love it. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks for making that quick, quick and painless. Buffalo Bills, the Detroit <laughs> Lions. I actually had so many notes for the Bills, but we're running long, so I'm gonna cut a lot of them and just talk about the really important stuff, which matters not because you shouldn't have any of these players on your team. Oh yeah, you do. But wow. <laughs> Taylor was named the starting quarterback. This happened on Monday. Tyrod Taylor. Yes. This is over Matt Castle. This is over EJ Manuel, which is interesting because EJ went 7 for 8 for 170 yards and two touchdowns in the last game, and Tyrod Taylor went 12 for 13 for 122 122 yards and a rushing touchdown. Now, here's the deal is that Taylor needs to improve his accuracy, but he's got a bomb of an arm. And he's flashy, and he's got potential. And I guess, you know, I don't have a problem with this choice because when you've got three very subpar quarterbacks, why not go with a guy that you, you have that potential to build with? I'm okay with this choice. Um, and the team's really supporting him, so that's good too. I think that's also good that they're like, they wanted to make a decision, they want a decision to be made, it has been made, and they're going to back him up. And I think there's a good chance that Rex will actually stick with him and not rotate the carousel of quarterbacks like you see at the Redskins. I think he's going to stick with them. The season, and you know, let him just kind of learn and the growing pains of it. Hopefully, Matt Castle might get cut from the team, guys. So make sure you're not in that. And the most heartbreaking news of all was Fred Jackson being released on Monday. Oh my god! Uh, Horrible decision. Uh, he was slated to make two point three five million this year, um, but the thing is, he wasn't asked to take a pay cut. They just cut him, and. and and here's the deal is that Rex was like, this was the hardest part of the day was cutting Fred Jackson. I guess their plan apparently is to go with Carlos Williams. Um, but LaShawn McCoy is hurt. He is hurt. And yeah. there's a chance that he is not going to come back for week one. And it says it is not, he is not in great football shape. He's not running full speed at practice. He's doing his rehab. But then he had an MRI, and the MRI still shows a small tear in his hamstring. So he is not going to be there. So if this is me, I'm going Fred Jackson versus... Carlos Williams, 
It makes no sense to me, especially $2.35 million is like pocket change to an NFL team. But, you know, whatever, it is what it is. And then Sammy Watkins, he did participate in practice finally, which is great, and Percy Harvin, they're both expected back week one. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, chemistry-wise, who Tyrod Taylor kind of leans towards. I hope it's Sammy Watkins. I've already drafted him. Yeah, I love you some Sammy. <laughs> so the Lions, we'll make that one quick too. Matthew Stafford, 11 for 15 for 173 yards and two touchdowns against the Jags. He's looking great. He's looking fantastic. Golden Tate looks good. He caught three passes for 91 yards, and he had a touchdown. Um, so these are all good things. Now, again, our issue is we need to see Calvin Johnson play to see that chemistry. Um, so that's kind of a bit of a problem there, but is what it is. And then Joyke Bell, he finally was activated off the pup list on Monday. He is back at practice. Again, he had mm-hmm. Achilles tendon and a knee injury. Um, they're taking it a little bit easy. But, again, the Lions are very adamant that Bell is their starting running back. They have made this very clear. Yep. He will when they say when he is healthy, he will be the starter. So again, you know, I agree Amir Abdullah, especially if you're to keep her league, it's a fantastic pickup. But please do not think Amir Abdullah is the one who's going to be getting all of the, the touches. It's not going to happen. And then the defensive side is that uh, Nagata's hamstring was also activated off the injury list. So this is all good news for the defense. Yay. Houston Texans and the Dallas Cowboys. So the Texans uh, did name Brian Hoyer as the starting quarterback moving forward. Yay. Yay. And so what did Ryan Mallett do? He decided to sleep in and and be late to practice. (laughs) And just to confirm their choices. Yeah. Big F you, huh? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Yeah. So here's the other big news. So Arian Foster is supposedly, uh, there's some people that think he might be back week three. But ah, they're pretty much saying nature. week four. Freak of nature. Super freak. Love so him. here's my thing. His ADP right now is at number 58. I'm willing to take him almost in the fourth round. Listen, if we're taking Le'Veon Bell's first overall pick for some people, and he is missing two games, would you take Arian Foster in the fourth or fifth round missing four games? Yeah, I would. Yeah, no, I would. And, you know, this brings us to a good point. Um our family league has moved from 8 to 10, and our friend Susie is joining our league, and she listens to the show, so I really didn't want you to say that out loud, because <laughs> I was really hoping she, he was going to drop. Well, here's the thing, I, and I will say this. I have Arian Foster ranked fairly low on our rankings right now. Because, you do. Because I, I, wanted, I wanted to see one that. more week. I wanted one more week of hearing how he's progressing, because, again... It, there's, there's all these talks people are going to come back, then all of a sudden they're not. and Because he has a legit injury. But he's going to get skyrocketed up those rankings for me in the next day or two. If, I just need a little more confirmation that he actually is coming back as early as they say he is. I think also what this does is that Alfred Blue is really low. Really low. Um, and DeAndre Hopkins is the only other relevant fantasy player on this team. And then we're on to the Dallas Cowboys. And it is being rumored, rumor has it, that Darren McFadden, there you go, a little Adele action, uh, is going to actually be the starter over Joseph Randall. And I can't say I'm surprised no. because <laughs> this Joseph is such Randall a hot mess. Joseph Randall is going so high in drafts the last month. Too. So high. So high. Oh, my God. Oh, this man. is why I said to stay away. I don't know why anybody's dropped in any 
Dallas running back. Because they're too Well, they're and then I hear rumors that Lance Dunbar may come in and take some snaps. He very well will. I'm sure he will. Hot. They're mess. probably going to, like, flip a coin to see who's going to start that week. It's going to be I, the Cleveland Browns of last year all over again. It's going to be awful. Okay. It's awful. I just want to say, though, he did play in all 16 games last year in Oakland. That's good. That's promising. That is promising. He only went for 534 yeah. yards. <laughs> he had zero impact games. in all 16 games. So that's not promising. <laughs> but you know what? He was healthy. He had 1,000-yard season, and that was in 2010. I just can't. I can't he has never had double-digit rushing touchdowns. He did have one combined that same year. He had double-digit 10 touchdowns combined with his receiving yards. But people have a um, soft spot for him, right? Like, like even Courtney's husband, love Tim, loves Darren McFadden. Yeah. Like yeah, we're Darren almost, McFadden. We are almost fa- irra- irrationally. Value, 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 value. Right. But he's not I mean, value right now. Where is he going in the twelfth round? Well, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. He's value. He's well, value. he is until this announcement, and that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Yeah. So this announcement is really kind of throwing things up in the air because everyone is like gaga over their offensive line, which is a great offensive great. line. We've just been waiting for there to be some clarity as to who's running behind it, and there has been none. Um, I still think that with the injuries, this is still risky. It's too um, risky. But I, I think that it's the most relevant thing happening in Dallas. You want Des. Terrence Williams is still a risk. Cole Beasley, I don't know why we have to continue talking about him. Uh, and uh, Tony Romo is going to be fine, I guess. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. All go. right, Minnesota Vikings and the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Vikings are right in the middle of the strength of schedule. Um, they're going to be pretty consistent. I, I think they're going to be a pretty consistent team this year. I love them. In yeah. general. Just I think all of them are going to be consistent. Is that is that a fair statement to say? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll start off with Teddy Bridgewater. Why not? I think he's going to be the best second-year quarterback in the league this year. And Ooh, I, I think Ooh. he's had... I think he's had a great preseason, and and that's without AP in the lineup. So yeah. with AP in the lineup, that's only going to free up that backfield for him to throw the balls down. And he has an arm, and it's accurate. And I just really like really like him this year. You can get him in the eleventh, twelfth round. I mean, hello. My only problem with Teddy Fly. is he's had bye weeks of like every time I've drafted a quarterback, he's had the same bye week, so I can't draft him as my backup. It's true because we love Ed, we love Ryan Tannehill and Teddy Bridgewater, and they both have the same bye week. Yeah, I'm not sure who else has the same bye week. I think it's bye, bye week five. Is that right? It's bye week five. Yeah. And so um, that is true. You do want to make sure you're looking at buys when you have your backups because the eleventh round for your backup quarterback and his Teddy Bridgewater is fabulous. Fabulous. Yeah. The Jets uh, and the Panthers. Yeah. Eddie Pearson is going to be probably the number one guy off your board, if not two or three. So just prepare yourself. If you're not up there, you're not going to get him. Mike Wallace is going in the seventh round. I think that's fine. Um, Charles Johnson is going in the ninth round. I like that more. I'd rather pass on Mike Wallace than get Charles Johnson. Um, There seems to be a really good connection with the Bridgewater, so I'm into that. I think he's going to be the number one guy for sure by the end of the year. Um, And you know what, Kyle Rudolph – He's injury prone for sure, <laughs> for sure. But if he can stay healthy, and now that the now that the Vikings are a more complete team, um, he's not bad. He's not no, he's bad. not bad. And and he might no. even be on your waiver wires because he's going in the fifteenth round in ADP. So it's he might not even he sometimes he might not be drafted right. So I'm okay with him. I, I you know 
I feel like tight ends after the top three is like a Sophie's Choice moment. You're just like, I can't. I can't. I can't make this choice. I know. I it can't. is. Because they're all terrible. Bad. They're all bad. They're yeah. all bad. There you go. Tennessee Titans are right in the middle of strength of schedule as well, which I can't imagine how they have a kind of a tougher schedule. Yeah, they've been That's awful not for nice. years. Should they have yeah, they've been schedule? awful for years. I just don't get it. You know, they should be right down at that bottom, but they're not. Uh, the only person I love on this team is Delaney Walker. And I say it every week, and I love him. He's going in the 11th round, which is such a great value for him. Because I think he's going to be a top four tight end at come end of the year. Yeah. I'm all about him. And everybody knows how I feel about rookie quarterbacks and their tight ends. I just think it is money, money, money. Uh, the next Antonio Gates. What? You said the next Antonio Gates. Oh, he's the next Antonio Gates. I, was, I thought you were – I was like, uh, Philip Rivers has been playing for quite some time. Uh, <laughs> You're like, why are you bringing him yeah, up? Yeah, I was like, mm, okay. Um, yes, I agree. Big body, just like an awesome target, sturdy, consistent. He's consistent, and you don't find that often as a tight end, is the consistent guy. So I'm all about him. Um, Bishop Sankey, you know, the backfield's a little bit of a mess right now. Yeah, um, shocking. At this moment, Sankey's my favorite out of all of them, but David Cobb will most likely become the number one guy. But who really knows? It's a running back by committee. And it's not, like, the best committee to be on. If Cobb put even, like, half an effort in, he would surplant Sankey. If he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't a little injured earlier and whatnot. But, yeah, yeah, this is not not the Jeremy Hill, Giovanni Bernard committee. No. Backfield, guys, just so you know. This is bad committee. This is is bad. Um, Kendall Wright's going for great value in the 12th round. And Marcus Mariota is, you know, I I think an okay backup. Uh, um, He's been kind of all over the board preseason, but if you have a really solid first quarterback that most likely won't get injured, uh, I think Marcus Mariota would, is, is a fun backup. Kansas City Chiefs, the St. Louis Rams. You guys, all I want to talk about is Jeremy Macklin. I'm sorry. I know, I know, and I'm on the about. board. I'm on the train. Choo-choo. I saw it in your rankings. Choo-choo. I'm on it. I'm on it. Totally on it. I will, I will suck up my pride and say I am a Jeremy Macklin fan. How many preseason touchdowns does this guy need to score before we respect his authority? Yeah, I'm still ready. I'm still waiting for the for the regular season touch, touchdown. But yeah, I'm excited for it. Well, what I love is that they've really changed the way that Macklin plays this game to suit Alex Smith. Yes. You can see the actual game plan has changed. And it is working. It is working on all cylinders. That makes and what Andy Reid a great, great coach. Unlike Jay Gruden, this makes Andy Reid proves that he's such a great coach. Exactly. Yeah. Also, and I mean this adamantly, this helps Jamal Charles. Charles. Absolutely. And Travis Kelsey. Finally, not have everyone just in the box trying to stop him. I mean, the, the guy has been a one-man show for so long, you can just see the glee in his face. He's like, ah, pass game. Ah, Is this what it's like to have a team? That's what he probably is thinking. It's unbelievable. Uh, And just a little update. Travis Kelsey's fine. Everyone chill out. Um, He did have a slight sprain with his ankle, and listen, they want to save him. Great. Uh, I still think the Kelsey train's a little crazy. Um, He's going way too high, in my opinion. 
but I, I do like him. I do like him moving forward. And once again, Macklin just opens it up because he is a possibility. So, um, And then I'm also going to tell you that Alex Smith is not your worst enemy. <laughs> yes. Oh, because yeah. he's also a rushing quarterback. He's extremely yes. efficient at People rushing. People don't realize he rushes. He's yeah, more yeah, so than yeah. Kaepernick. So, I mean, in 2013, he actually had 431 rushing yards. It's uh, not bad. Not no. bad at it's all. Not bad. Uh-uh. So, um, but listen, you know, he's not a big passer, but I think that his team is, is setting him up. And, and then uh, Courtney said that she – thinks Ryan Matthews is the best handcuff in the league, and I think that's possible. But I think Niall Davis is the best true handcuff because I think Ryan Matthews is going to be used like a regular player in a lot of instances. But I think Niall Davis is also fabulous. So even if you don't own Jamal Charles, I don't hate getting Niall Davis in the 12th or 13th round. Oh, I would get Niall Davis, especially if you don't own Jamal Charles. (laughs) Sneak attack on the other guy who drafted Jamal Charles. I have him in almost every single one of my leagues. I have Niall Davis. And I love him. He already plays 30% of the snaps with Jamal Charles in. So if if Jamal Charles does get hurt, I mean, it's a no-brainer. And he has talent like nobody's business. And potential trade bait. Yeah, he he should go somewhere and play right now because he's he's number one. He's really good. Quality, yep. Rams. Uh, I will say, I thought it was funny right about the train for the tight ends. I don't disagree with the Kelsey train. I think the difference is they're different speeds. It's like everyone else other than tight ends are on like a roller coaster, like a, a, like an elit, like a Six Flags, and the rest of them are like a little kid roller coaster. The tight ends that it goes like a fourth the speed. It's a small world. After yeah, you know that's yeah. their train. It's just, it's just different speeds. Different speeds. We need to get Delaney Walker off the small world. We, we, no, we he's do. off the yeah. small world. Off, he is. He's yeah. definitely. Uh, but the Rams, there's not a whole lot to talk about here, so I'm really just going to kind of touch on Trey Mason, who suffered a mild hamstring strain during the last game. This is a problem because a lot of people did handcuff themselves if they took Todd Gurley and they took Trey Mason, which I understand why they did that. But now that you've got Trey Mason also hurt and a Todd Gurley who's not slated to play week one, you got a bit of a situation in your hands right there. Benny Cunningham. Um, <laughs> I almost said something bad. It's the situation. So here's, I mean, Trey Mason didn't have a whole lot of upside anyway. Todd Gurley will be the guy. Um, but, again, they're not going to rush him. They're going to bring him back when he's ready. Todd Gurley is still a perfectly fine guy to draft. I do think he will be the most successful rookie running back in the league this year. I still believe that, even though mm. he's going to be out for a few games. But just keep your eye on that and make sure that you've got a, you know, a backup situation in hand and make sure you ride that waiver wire if you did do Trey Mason in that situation. And, again, I don't really love you – know, I'll have to look next week in terms of their schedule, but I don't love any of the Rams right now with zero running back situation at the moment. And their horrible and offensive their line. Terrible, terrible offensive line. Foles, Foles is running around like a madman. Um, it's just not good. It's not good right now. So stay away from the Rams entirely right now. Is that fair to say? Is that fair to say just stay away from the entire team? I wonder Unless how many it's a situation during that write-up. It's a situation. That's it is a situation. We are. all went to the Jersey Shore last weekend together. Yes. All three yes. of us, we were together. And so the situation now has a special place in our hearts because <laughs> well, we realized it's real. I'm a cusser. I cuss a lot, and I'm not allowed to cuss on this show. So the situation is, you know, being used oh, yeah. for like, bleep, it's a bleep, bleep, it's a bleep, stay with bleep. Yeah, that's what's going on. The you know what? And if you guys are from, if anybody is from Jersey that listens to our show, 
It did not disappoint. It did not <laughs> disappoint. It. it was everything I wanted and more, and I appreciate it. You guys stick and true. Um, I wish you had more Starbucks, but uh, other than that, it was fabulous. <laughs> fabulous. Thank you, Jersey. That was a good time. And thank you, Fantasy uh, Network, for sending us there. We had a great time at the uh, Fantasy Football Weekend. So Fantasy Sports Network. Fantasy Sports Network. Awesome. Go check them out. They're great. Um, Arizona Cardinals, the Denver Broncos. Uh, the Cardinals have a pretty hard schedule. Um, does not tear me. This does not take me away from Carson Palmer, which has value mm. written on his forehead. I love Carson Palmer so much. If he does not get hurt, he will be a top five quarterback. And agreed. Uh, he was on the train to be a top five quarterback last year before he got injured. So um, he is a complete value pick. Andre Ellington, on the other hand, I'm not trusting much coming out of that backfield. No, I'm not. No. I am not at all. There's Chris Johnson and David Cobb. I don't know. I'm not. I'm just not. I'm just staying away. Staying away. Um, but I love the I love the receivers. I think Larry Fitzgerald's going to have quite a year. Um, Can you believe get him in the ninth or tenth round the now? The ninth or tenth round. And Carson Palmer loves him. You know, so I think it's a great value. I really do. And John Brown, I love you more than anything. Um, uh, <laughs> he's amazing. I do. I really enjoy him. He is, we were talking about it earlier, but he is so cheap in fantasy at FanDuel for week one daily. Um, he should be on all of your rosters because that's just bananas. And they love him in the red zone. They love him in the red zone, and he has big play potential. So... He's a Kenny Stills and Eddie Royal put together, and he can make you some real money. So I'm all about him. Done. Uh, Denver Broncos. Man, they haven't looked good this preseason. Mm, They've not looked good. It's bad. It's really bad. As Bronco fans, it makes me very nervous. As fantasy owners, it makes me very nervous because these guys aren't cheap. They're not coming off the board cheap. Uh, so it's not – it's kind of scary. It's a very slow start for Manning in, the, in his new offense. We would definitely not stretch for him. Um, and, hey, we live in Broncos country, so oftentimes people vote for their homers, so they're taking Broncos way too early anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, But I'm, I'm kind of staying away from Peyton Manning. I do still love Demarius Thomas because he's sheer talent and he's fine, and that's great. Emmanuel Sanders – um, Sanders has been hurt, so you might be able to get him for cheaper than expected. And, again, I don't think you should stretch for him. Uh, Kubiak tends to have number two wide receivers not have the best years. It's kind of his offense. So, um, although Sanders is a beast, caution yourself. Take like, Cooks think, instead. Take Cooks and Brandon Cooks? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree with that, absolutely. Because Drew oh, Brees looks great, and uh, I think, yeah, I don't, I don't think. They're going around the same spot. So they are, they are. So I think that's a great comparison. That. I would do Cooks as well. Um, and, and then back to Peyton Manning, they're going to be running the ball a lot more this year. They just are. You know, yeah. it's just it's what's going to happen. C.J. Anderson, he's going 11th overall, um, and that's fine. But if you're going to handcuff yourself, choose Hillman. Because um, I do believe he's going to be the number one guy at some point with with Anderson possibly getting injured. So that's that's yep. my thing. Okay. San Diego Chargers, Chargers at San Francisco 49ers. I don't know. Okay. Changes. Uh, <laughs> Dolphins. Changes. Uh, anyways, 
again, kind of a hard schedule, right in the middle. Um, but Philip Philip Rivers is going in the ninth, tenth round. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think that's value. Keenan Allen. Yeah, uh, he's going in the fifth round, and again, I think that's value. I'm okay with him. Um, I really like him, and I think people forget about him. So I'm I'm fine with that. And Stevie Johnson has looked good this preseason. Really good. Yeah. Really good. And I love that him and That's Rivers how you do me. That's how you it. do me. So uh, he's going, he sometimes even, isn't even going at all. Right now his ADP is 177. So um, great last pick. Malcolm Floyd again, great last pick. He can pick him up off the waiver wires because it's his swan song too. Yep. That's it, guys. This is it. This is his last year. He won't be as good as uh, Steve Smith Sr. swan song though. Well, because it won't involve fighting. Well, that's yeah, true, Brandon. And that does always yeah. up the ante. And Malcolm Floyd's retiring so he can spend time with his family. Yeah. It's, it's a little different kind of situation. Steve Smith's retiring because he's old. Malcolm's retiring so he can be with his family and not die in football with his neck injuries. Melvin Gordon, um, he's not my favorite. He's not my favorite. Uh, he's struggled a little bit this preseason and offseason um, with the team trying to step up to the NFL uh, standards. I would skip on him going to the third round. I would skip on him. It's way too high for him because it's going to be a lot more running back by committee, which the Chargers coaches just came out today saying, yeah, it's running back by committee. I thought everybody knew that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Danny Woodhood is legit. And right now he's going in the 14th round. That's crazy. I love him, especially in PPRs. Um, He's my number one guy in San Diego. And then Antonio Gates, he will be missing the first four games. Um, he's going to the 12th round. I would not handcuff yourself with his backup, Ladarius Green. It's like it. he's being, like, blacklisted. Like, people will not draft him. And I'm like, he's only suspended four games, and he was the second highest scoring tight end last year. He's really old and moves really slow, but it doesn't matter. They still make him part it of the offense. doesn't matter. Mm-mm. So does Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. <laughs> Touche, Brandon. Well, it's not as got, important. Brandon's got to get her one Ben Roethlisberger jab in for show. There it was, Bram. We're near the end, but you got it, Bram. You got it. You got it. Oh, yay. All right. That's all. 49ers. So, um, Colin Kaepernick's mechanics have improved, and there's no getting around that. He does look a lot better. His offensive line lets him get sacked every other time he drops back. So, for all the work that he did, he may not get a chance to be better. (laughs) It's really so, sad. It's really sad. He actually, I, legitimately, I have to tell you, because if you watch the preseason games, you may not realize this, he has improved as a football player. Um, so if they can get it together, um, there, there could be improvement here. And luckily, he's not being drafted high. You're going to be fine. Carlos Hyde may be a deal now. No one likes this guy. But he's had a really good preseason. He's averaging over five yards per carry in the preseason as the starter. With a bad offensive line. The bad offensive With line. With a yeah. bad offensive line. I think he is much well, better than bad offensive people team. think. Yeah. I mean, it, it is really pretty unbelievable. So when it comes to running backs, Carlos Hyde is going, uh, hold on, I just had this in front of me. Of course, I always mess up. 18th running back off the board. He's going 39 overall, so the end of the third. I think that's where he should be going as one of the only true running backs 
going forward. So I just want to let you know, you probably have some hesitation, but if you're going to take Melvin Gordon there, you should say, actually say, take, yeah, Carlos I would take Hyde. Hyde over I would Gordon. take Hyde over Gordon. Yeah. Because yeah. like you said, he's a featured back. He's a solo back. So even if it, there's mistakes to be made, they're his mistakes to be made, not with three other guys. Yeah. On 13 carries this preseason, 73 yards. 5.61 yards per carry. I, I, you just can't argue with that. Um, what you can argue with is um, the whole passing game. <laughs> I, uh, in good news, the only guy that you're probably going to draft is Anquan Bolden and, and then Torrey Smith. But they're both going very, very late in drafts. So I don't think they're terrible options. I have to believe that this offensive line is going to get back together um, a little bit. No. I mean, Tori Smith. I going hope so. I mean, yeah, retirement has not been nice to, to San Francisco. I think that They're, everybody's just. I oh. feel bad for the coach. We talked about this last time. I feel bad for the coach. You know, it's sad that he's got yeah. such a hot mess in front of him. But I do believe the 49ers might be able to work it out. Well, both Tori and Anquan Bolden are going um, in the early 100s, so around your 10th round. And I'm okay with that because they yeah. are the starting wide receivers, undisputed. And I think that that's, that's tenth, you know, ninth or 10th round value for you. Um, I don't think you're going to get uh, your money back in week one, but I think you will get some value out of them week three to, to 10. I think they're a hot mess, so I'm staying away from all of them other than Anquan Bolden. Colin Kaepernick is in that realm of RG3 for me that everybody seems to, like, think of, like, that one year, or in Colin Kaepernick's case, even, like, four or five games, um, and they hold on to it. Here's now, the difference, Ashley. Colin Kaepernick can stay healthy. I totally agree. Yes, Colin RG3 Kaepernick does. He's got a can. chance <clears throat> to redeem himself, but like yeah. Brennan said, <clears throat> he's not going to be able to with that offensive line. So it's, it's going to be tough. It's tough. His, his passing yards have gone up every year. He had his most passing yards last year at 3,369. Now, are you going to you know, be able to win a bunch of games off of that? No. But he also had more <coughs> rushing yards this year, too. I, people overestimate his decline. It actually stayed about the same 2013 to 2014. People thought he'd make a big leap. That's what he didn't do. And he, he didn't is rush what he is. as much, did he? But people no, in their heads thought, like he thought of him yards as a rushing, top yeah. five quarterback, which he never was and never will be. Right. He's exactly. always People been in that thought he would be like something range. he will not be. Exactly. So let's just accept But now he's being he drafted is. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, enough talk about a guy you're not even drafting. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm not drafting. Let's get started with the Oakland Raiders, shall we? And yeah. the Seattle Seahawks. I'll, I'll keep it pithy. Uh, Courtney, wide receiver Rod Streeter is expected to be the Raiders' number three Ugh. wide receiver if he stays healthy. I have to always give a Rod Streeter shout-out to Courtney because that's, that's her jam. That's her boy. That's my jam. Uh, it's such a sad yeah. jam. Yeah, it's well, a sad you know, jam. Everyone's got their sad, jam. but I'm totally into it. It's like, like, what was that awful berry we had in the, our backyard in Nebraska? They ever, you like smush it, and it was everywhere. You couldn't get rid of it. That's it's my like Rod that Streeter. kind of jam. That's Rod Streeter. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch, he's a bad berry. Intriguing. Uh, well, you know who's not as Amari Cooper? Smack. Amari Cooper is not. He had four catches for 62 yards in the preseason game against Arizona. Looking good. He's got great chemistry with Derek Carr. They're loving each other. I think that's going to be a great tandem. I'm a big fan of Amari Cooper. Again, worth his hype. Worth his hype. Um, and then, not surprising, Trent Richardson was released on Monday. 
So oh. I thought this really Richardson literally has to be considered one of the most disappointing drafts of all time. He was third overall pick in the 2012 draft, guys. Third <laughs> overall. He's been on four different teams. That's sad. It, it is Some people sad. just can't make the jump from college to NFL. They can't. And it's, it's, just, it's one of those things I think something like, bad happened. Oh, I actually thought they about it. Something had to is It's bizarre. It is very bizarre. And then wide receiver Kemberl Tompkins was also released on Monday. So it's just there's interesting things going on. Again, look, what's Kemberl Tompkins me. had a great – when he was with the Patriots, he had a couple good games. And then it was just like, whoop, whoosh, crash. I know, Nobody I loved it when that. everybody picked him up and put him in their rosters. I was like, oh, right. please do. Please do. Yeah, no one wants the guy. No. <clears throat> anyway. They put him with Jonas Gray. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Maybe they all get together oh, for a beer. We, here we did make, knows. we made a rest in peace uh, thing on Instagram. We don't use Instagram as much as we should, but you can check us out on her fantasy FB. But um, we should we should continue on with that. And Trent Richardson has to be our next guy. That's probably that's true. sad. It is. It, it is, is sad. Adios. 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 Seahawks. So like Brandon said, they traded Kevin Norwood to the Falcons. This was in exchange for a conditional draft pick. So we'll, we'll see what they do with that. Wide receivers, Deshaun Fox and Deontay Greenberry were waived Monday. And the talk is that they are interested in Fred Jackson, the Seahawks. No. So that is the deal. That's kind of actually really sad for Robert Turbin. It's also sad for um, Michael, but Jackson is a better option. And Jackson and Marshawn Lynch are friends. So that could be a really interesting dynamic there. Then who isn't friends with Fred Jackson? Yeah. Who, yeah. If you're not friends with him, you get, you get to get punched in the face like Gino. Right. So I... I don't think he would get the Norwood play. is with the Panthers, by the way. It's, not the Falcons. Yeah. But it's not a great play for Jackson as they run Marshawn. This, this is not going to be a committee situation in Seattle if they, if they pick Jackson up. That will be purely a change of pace back. And he's got a lot left in the tank, Fred Jackson. He's actually had a decent preseason. So I was a little shocked he did when, a great he, preseason. when he got I cut. Think, yeah. yeah, I think they let him have a good preseason so he would be picked so, up immediately. But I hope so. So I kind of hope he doesn't go to the Seahawks because he, he won't see the field. So... That's my hope. Yay. Well, I know that was a little bit of a long show, but there was a lot to cover. It's last week before real games start, guys. So it's it's go time. It's go time. Make sure if you had early drafts that you're aware of injuries and you can start picking up people in your waiver wires. Um, this is a good time to really review the rules of each one of your drafts so you know what you're doing. Um, but hop over to HerFantasyFootball.com, subscribe to us. You can get all of our notes and podcasts and all of our fun things. And don't forget to listen to us on Sirius XM, uh, Fantasy Sports Radio from 8 to 10 Eastern. And, yeah, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. We're on all of it. So listen to us everywhere. And you can give us nice rankings, too. That would be great. You can also chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook forward slash HerFantasyFootball. Until next time, no more faking it.